the biggest names in sports and the best coaches to ever grace the field. We're talking to them all and getting the inside stories inside the locker room with coaches Neville Barr and Joey Hawkins. Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to Inside the Locker Room. I'm Joey Hawkins with my co-host Neville Barr. You can catch us each week on Super Talk 97.3 Hattiesburg and 99.3 Laurel. And our first guest tonight is one of the top sports figures in my lifetime and yours, Neville. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. NFL Hall of Famer, great quarterback, Super Bowl three winner, Joe Namath. Joe, glad to have you on today. Hey, hey Joey. Neville, thank you for having me on, man. I, I appreciate uh, uh, the nice words and uh, honest to God, honored to be visiting with you. Well, you're so kind and so nice. And, uh, you know, you know, I was thinking back over my lifetime, you know, and I'm thinking I was 10 years old I'm watching the number the you know the third Super Bowl and then you come out with this quote and it's kind of went all the way around the world and you said we're going to win the game I guarantee it how many days was that before the Super Bowl when you said that I believe it was the Thursday night before the Super Bowl could have been Wednesday uh but we were confident bunch I was confident and just actually uh tired of hearing uh, so much talk from the sports world uh, how we were going to get whipped. You know, I mean, it comes a time you got to express yourself, and uh, I did express myself that night. And, our, hey, you guys, you coach, man, our head coach, Weed Eubank, he wasn't too happy with what I said that night. That's what I read in the book, Coach. <laughs> That's what I read, Joe, in the book. Matter of fact, it's a fantastic book that's all the way my life in four quarters. I, I mean, really, it's a great book. And I, 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 anybody that wants to read a great sports, just in memories from, the old, from those days, needs to get that book. No, no doubt about it. Well, I'm going to ask you a couple of other questions. Uh, these are two Mississippi guys, if you can believe it or not. But Charlie Connolly was a great quarterback for the Giants at time. Was he a pop, uh, a real popular figure when you were growing up, and then when you got to New York? You bet. Are you kidding me? Charlie <laughs> Connolly was one of the greatest of all times, man. I never had the honor of actually meeting Charlie, but I knew at high school, at college ball, I followed Charlie, man. He was wonderful, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just was amazed at the way he played. I loved to watch him every chance I had, and uh, I got all, all the respect in the world for Mr. Connolly, boy. Yeah, there you go. And then another Mississippi native right here. Everybody's listening to Mississippi, by the way, Joe. Uh, the linebacker, the stud linebacker, Larry Grantham from Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Uh, what, what was he like? We couldn't have done it without Larry. You know, Larry was one of the original Titans. That's right. The New York Titans that we had on our team when we played in the championship game. Uh, Larry uh, was the first Titan signed in 1960. And Bill Mathis, uh, Clemson halfback. Yeah. And Don Maynard, uh, a wide receiver from Texas... uh, East Texas something or other. Yeah, Texas Western, now uh, UTEP, yeah. Okay, well, we had three original Titans on our team, and Larry was, uh, he was just absolutely sensational. He was one of those guys that uh, was smart, smart. He knew he anticipated what the offense was going to do. He'd share it on the defensive side of the ball with the guys. He wasn't big, but he was quick as a cat. Wow. 
Coach Brown would have loved to have him. I bet. Isn't that something? You know, he, uh, I, I read a little article on him. He says they they made me eat all the time because I was so you know I never could keep on weight. He said the most I ever weighed one night was 192 pounds, and by mid season I was back in the low 180s. But gosh, he was tough. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, he was wily. He had the smarts. He had the aggression. Uh, he had the attitude, man, and uh, the footwork. Uh, he, he had the very other important parts of the game besides the size. Yes. Wow. Joe, look, it is an honor to have you on the show. And, uh, but I, I want to thank you just for all the great memories. I, I really do. And, but what I, Joe, tell us about your high school days at Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania, and uh, your, especially your sports days there. I know, I know you, you played basketball, baseball, were, were great at all three. Uh, and then how you ended up at Alabama. Hey, coaches, if it wasn't for my high school football coach, your new coach coming to Beaver Falls my junior year, uh, I'd have probably been and, and where I was headed to the, uh, I'd say the Air Force Army. You know, I was, I was headed <laughs> to the military. That was a plan of mine because my brother John was a career man in the Army. And... Uh, I was dreaming of flying someday or being in the Air Force, but Coach Bruno came, and he was the first coach that really was uh, specific about footwork, for example. Yeah. Uh, when you're starting out, if you're under center and you're going to go to your right, you're, you're pushing off your left, and you're not only stepping with your right, but you're opening up far enough going in that direction to where your left leg doesn't have to cross over. Every step I took firing out from center, I was headed in the proper direction on the first step. Now, you know, guys, the game's changed big time. Uh, before I was born, they were playing that box, that single wing, the Notre Dame yeah, box and Notre stuff. Dame, yes. And then they went to uh, the shotgun. Coach Landry down at Dallas got that shotgun going. Right. But there was a time that we were in that T formation or single wing or whatever. But you, you had to sprint back to set up to throw. Right. And then the footwork Coach Bruno taught uh, – was just wonderful. We won the championship, and if I hadn't had him as a coach, as a junior and senior in high school, as a football player, my life would have been different. Wow, that's Isn't pretty that big. That, that that, pretty and for two high school coaches, uh, that, that means a lot to us, you know, because uh, we, we loved it for such a long time. And uh, and then, look, and then you, how did you get to Alabama? Is, is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and tell I us a little bit about baseball, too. <laughs> I got lucky. I wasn't uh, uh, well-educated uh, scholastically when I was growing up. I, w I was out playing all the time and uh, came from a humble family that wasn't educated, basically, and I never had homework at night, never read a book. Uh, I got eligible uh, through my athletic ability to get a scholarship to college. And um, when I finally settled on a school that uh, I thought was uh, right, in a sense, it wasn't too far from home. The coach there, uh, Tom Nugent, uh, he was an innovative coach, started the I-formation at Florida State. 
and uh, convinced me that he was going to throw the ball a lot there at Maryland, the University right. of Maryland. And uh, the University of Maryland was only about 300 miles from my hometown, and there were other western Pennsylvania guys and, and eastern Ohio guys there that uh, I had befriended. So I wanted to go to Maryland. And uh, after settling on Maryland and uh, taking the college boards, I missed the score uh my score wasn't high enough the first time. I took the boards a second time and just missed uh, passing the grade. And Coach Nugent, I uh, believe, called Coach Bryant. Wow. And uh, the thing is, if it wasn't for two other Western Pennsylvania quarterbacks that had played for Coach Bryant, I don't, I, hey, I don't know where I'd be. Right. Coach Bryant happened to coach a guy named George Blanda. Yeah, I know George. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> George Banda at the University of Kentucky. Kentucky. There you go. From yes. Western PA. Yes. And then uh, Coach Bryant gets the Kentucky Bay, Bay Pirelli. Yes. From Rochester, yes. Pennsylvania. So Coach Bryant had two Western Pennsylvania quarterbacks, both at Kentucky, uh, before he went to Texas A&M. And so Coach Bryant, because of Babe and George, uh, I think Coach Bryant knew about Coach Bruno and, and his background and put his trust in uh, uh, what Coach Nugent had to say. And, and also, Coach Bryant did send uh, Coach, uh, Coach yeah. Charlie Bradshaw <laughs> and Dude Hennessy right. up to Beaver Falls. But it was during basketball season. And uh, my head wasn't, you know, I, I was in the basketball and when I met uh, Coach Hennessy and Coach Bradshaw, I mean, they, they were sharp, boy, but I couldn't understand them. <laughs> uh, the way, you know, he's talking, you know, I, I just quite couldn't quite keep up with them. That uh, southern accent, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> but I, I, I certainly I fell in love with Dude Hennessy. And Coach Bradshaw, uh, he coached, uh, he was still at Alabama my freshman year, and after, my, after that year, Coach Bradshaw went up to the University of Kentucky. Okay. Uh, but they, they did come to Beaver Falls, and I, I, I just wasn't uh, thinking about going to college during basketball season. Uh, I, I, and I didn't understand the guys very well. <laughs> and uh, you could dunk it in basketball, correct? Oh, well, yeah, I had yeah. a good-sized uh, hands. And my, coach, my hands were large enough to palm a basketball. And, uh, yes, I, one of the highlights of my personal dunking life was being able to dunk two-handed when I was in, wow. Uh, wow. At, in college, finally. You know, doing one-handed stuff, uh, going under the basket and up from the front. No, one-handed was pretty easy. I mean, it was. It became easy, but... Two-handed, well, that was another trip, boy. Being able to get up high enough oh, to get yeah. up to jam it. That no wonder good. they wanted you. Hey, Joe, Joe, we got a break. Can we can we bring you back right after this segment? You bet. Hey, we got Joe Namath, the, the NFL Hall of Famer, Neville. We'll be right back on Inside the Locker Room. Getting the inside story. This is Inside the Locker Room on 97.3 and 99.3. Super Talk Mississippi. We're back on Inside the Locker Room. I'm Joey Hawkins with Neville Barr. And we've got one of the all-time greats, NFL Hall of Famer Joe Namath. And Joe, let me ask you this question here. Who was the meanest person you ever played against? 
Was anybody just so mean that you, you hardly could block and he was trying to hit you every play? You know, a whole lot of mean guys, of course. you got to be mean. you got to be tough. The five musts to be able to play at the University of Alabama at the time we had over the training room door were you had to be lean, mean, yes. mobile, agile, and hostile. hostile. I remember you that. Got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Just, just, I saw that up there on the side my first day in the locker room. I turned around and I said, hey, what have I done? Where, where am I? Oh, gosh. <laughs> just, just, I got to get mean out of that ball field from time to time. It's another word like tough. You're adding some meanness. But dirty is another thing. Right. Dirty is something that I didn't come across often. There were only two players that come to my mind, and I didn't even want to know the, the second guy's name. You know, <laughs> uh, I never did even think about his name after I saw what he tried to do to me. And uh, the other one uh, was uh, he, he did some things like, you know, putting his hand under your face mask, scratching it down over your eyes, <laughs> twisting your head, that kind of extra stuff out there. Yes, oh, wow. yes, yes. But there are only two guys, and uh, you know what? Uh, I mean, one of my things in life, honest to God, uh, if you don't have something uh, at least decent or righteous or something to say about somebody, it's not worth being said. So I'm not going to name those yes, two guys. I don't I don't guy's name, but there's only one guy that was really downright dirty uh, at times. Uh, otherwise, man, the whole defense was mean. That's right. Everybody was soft. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> Joe, jo, what was your first impression when Coach Nellenberger took you up and, and met Coach Bryant? What was your first impression of Coach oh, Bryant? Oh, wow. You know, uh, actually, Coach uh, Schnellenberger didn't walk up there with me. I went up there. I climbed the tower uh, alone. Coach Bryant, I w Coach Schnellenberger and I are standing down on a track that goes around to one of the practice fields, and Coach Bryant was up in his tower that was in the middle of the practice fields, and he was talking with Coach Schnellenberger. The two of them were talking back and forth. Uh, this was before Coach Bryant even had a megaphone to talk with. You know, he, he was just yelling down there, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. And uh, I'm, I'm watching the guys practice, too, while they're talking. And, and Coach Nellenberger says, going up there. And I said, sir? He said, going up there. Coach Brown wants you to go on up there. Go on up there. <laughs> so I went over to the ladder, and, and I climbed up uh, to the ladder, and that was the first time I had to, uh, honest to God, honor uh, meeting Coach Bryant. Uh, and uh, he he had a way of talking, guys. You know, I mean, he he, 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 he was almost mumbling a little bit, and, but he could also uh, get fired up and 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 uh, get your attention. But uh, when I first got up there, he just he put his hand out, and we shook hands, and uh, I you know, I I, I honest to God. Remember one word that stood out that I and I didn't know what it was, and it was the word stud. He said he, he pointed to a guy, a team down there below the tower practicing, and, and Coach Bryant says, 
said, uh, and I later learned it, that her boy, that very boy, that her boy is a stud. You know, <laughs> and, oh, and uh, then they pointed another guy, oh, he had a boy stud, too. And uh, I was saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't understand, honestly. I, I, I didn't, I learned to pick up on the dialect and the accent. And, um, uh, I learned to love Coach Bryant. Oh, yeah. I know, I know I've heard so much from Coach Perkins. But I wanted to tell you, Joe, what Coach Perkins told me just, just last night talking to him. He said, not only were you a great talent but and, and, and smart, intelligent, but he said your toughness and your leadership. He said just the way you focused in practice. But he talked about how everybody would follow you because you focused so hard in practice. And he said you were just tough. So is that from that Western Pennsylvania tough? Is that where that toughness came from? Well, I um, had three older brothers, and uh, in the book uh, I'd written, you know, uh, my oldest brother John was 12 years older than me. My, old, my other brother Bob was uh, nine years older. Brother Frank was six years older. Oh. And uh, my mother wanted a little girl, I believe, and I came along, you know. <laughs> So when I was four years old, uh, we adopted my sister Rita. Yeah. And she was six years older than me. <laughs> so uh, I was uh, basically uh, uh, a quieter guy. Um, and uh, jokingly, somewhat in the book, I said, until I was 14 years old, I thought my name was Shut Up. <laughs> I, I had respect. My, you know, it starts at home. Respect. My father was a respectful man. Uh, my mother was a respectful lady. I remember riding with my dad in the car, uh, going uptown one day, and my dad said, "Hey, everybody, raising his hand. Hey, John." And he, he, he's talking to people that are out on the street. Uh, we were riding by. He, you know, he, he just. He called people uh, by their names. He called people, sir. I never heard my dad say this, this, disrespectful things about people. Uh, so I, I grew up uh, respecting people. Right. Absolutely. And uh, uh, that's a major help in life. That is. You know, that's a major help in life to this day. Uh, we need to respect one another. Uh, and thank God for what we do have and 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 yes absolutely, the absolutely. that that's incredible where would joe namath uh, the great quarterback led him to the uh the number three super bowl win over baltimore who was heavily favored by the way but let me ask you this you know when i look back at those days uh two of my favorite players were you and then the other athlete was muhammad ali did joe ever know each other y'all changed <laughs> y'all changed thank sports you, culture thank you for bringing up muhammad <laughs> of course yes sir both of you guys, uh, I had the uh, pleasure, the honor of getting to know Muhammad uh, in 1969 or 70. We first met uh, at, at uh, a hamburger, a fast food uh, restaurant that I was a part of on the uh, 79th Street Causeway in Miami. And on opening day, I'm in there with the uh, other associates, business uh, partners, and uh, I see someone sitting there in the, in the corner in the back alone. And I look, and I look, and I said, my God, that's Cassius Clay. That, 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 that's Cassius. <laughs> and, and 
because I had just watched him beat Sonny Liston. Yes. Oh, yes. So, oh, yes. 64 uh, knocked him out. Yeah. Me, I didn't watch. We didn't have it on TV back right. on campus. <laughs> we listened to it on the radio. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so I walked back there, and we shook hands, and then we just we just smiled and hit it off right, right away. I mean, and over the years, I had the pleasure of being around Muhammad many times, many places, and he was a, a, a wonderful person, humorous, uh, it just uh, tickled the heck out of me, man. And I actually had... Uh, uh, the pleasure of my daughters, Muhammad holding one of my daughters uh, when I was uh, uh, doing a Miami parade. Uh, wow. I was a part of the broadcast team with a young lady, uh, and Muhammad was the grand marshal. Oh, and, that's uh, We got to visit there, and he picked up my daughter Jessica. Boy, he had her in his arms, and uh, yeah, that yeah, I got special. to know him, and uh, uh, we miss him. Yeah. <laughs> he was a one of a kind, no doubt. He was. He was, Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, one of the great stories in that book that I remember, and I, I thought about this, I thought it was a fantastic story that you told about your bu- the bus ride to the stadium, from the ho- well, from the hotel to the, to the stadium, and how it, the tension on the bus, and it was quiet, and then, and then tell about what Curly Johnson, when he said, chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Tell that story real quick. I love that story in the book. I'm going to tell that, but you just remind me. You know, I did the audio version of the book. Oh. And I did it myself. Uh, wow. The publisher asked me what I thought about uh, an audio version. I said, yeah, that's fine with me as long as I do it. Right. And uh, that that's what uh, transpired. I, I have the audio version. It's seven hours plus for those of us that, that don't always sit down and read. And I say us because trying to keep up with my granddaughter, who's now nine. Wow. When she was in the second grade, she had finished reading the entire Harry Potter series. Oh, wow. So I was kind of fudging on the side because I got the audio version. Well, I'm glad you did. That is a great <laughs> book. And, I mean, so whenever this came up about uh, uh, my book, our book, I said, yeah, but I want to do the audio version. Right. And so it's available too. Uh, we can you can get it online. Go to Hashit, and uh, it has also some photos and stuff in it, uh, uh, video kind of things. And uh, I, I'm glad I did it. Now, the other thing is, I had a friend, a well friend, you know, an associate, a man that I admired by the name of Yogi Berra. Oh wow! Yes. Okay. Now you guys know. You've heard Yogi talk before. Yes, yes. Okay, and he has a special way of uh, using words. Hey, Joe, <laughs> Joe, hey, can, can, can we bring you on for six more minutes right after this segment? Yes. Oh, look, hey, we got Joe Namath. We'll be right back on Inside the Locker Room. Are you reeling in the yeast? Stowing away the time. Are you gathering up the teas? Have you had enough of mine? Inside the Locker Room with Coaches Neville Barr and Joey Hawkins on Super Talk Mississippi 97.3 and 99.3. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. We've got a little short break. we got Ray Perkins fixing to join us here in a minute. He's in Tuscaloosa now. And, you know, something is unbelievable, Neville. 
And Joe's coming back on our last segment. So, hey, stay tuned now. we got Joe Namath coming on our last segment. And we wanted Ray because they were such good friends oh, and great players yes. in, in Alabama together. Yes, absolutely. Matter of fact, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's amazing to me. The biggest thing with all those guys to me and meeting some of those Paul Cranes and, and all those people, uh, it's just how loyal they are to each other and how much they love each other. I know. It, it's you know, it's amazing. You know, what's, uh, you know what's something? We've had Ed Morgan from Hattiesburg who now lives in Canton. He was on the 65. You know, he got there in 65. You know what I'm saying? So we've had more Alabama guys on here. But you take Joe Namath, 62 to 64. Then here comes Perkins. Now, tell them about your three quarterbacks. For- yeah, it's, it's really amazing. You know, the only thing I, I used to always tell Coach Perkins, I said, you know, you, you played with Kenny Stabler, the one snake. of the greats of all time, yes. and Joe Namath, and, of course, Steve Sloan, too, at, at, at Alabama when I think Namath got hurt. And, uh, and of course, he was a great quarterback himself and coach. And then Johnny Unanis. In the NFL, I mean, for the Colts and won a Super Bowl, won a national championship with uh, uh, Namath and Stabler, and won a. Um, it's really something, you know. Super Bowl with uh, the Colts and United. So it it's really is amazing. And uh, so I always just, uh, and, you know, Coach Perkins was tough. All them guys, too, were tough. And But but what, Joy, what really means more to me is how much when one of them's sick or something, Coach Perkins will drive. I mean, he'll drive. To see them, I mean, no matter if it's three, four hours, five hours, what, just so much loyalty there, and and how those guys loved each other. But that's the way it is, even now in sports. That's one of the great things about sports, right there. Yeah, the coaching profession is something. You know, one of the things that's amazed me since we've been doing this show, we've almost been doing it two years now, is that we get we get some great guests, no doubt about it, and some of them we barely know or don't even know, and they come on our show, and and. Uh, the coach professionals act like we've been knowing each other for years. Well, it, I think, you know, you remember your – I think the age that, you know, in high school, you really remember, you know, like my high school coach, Coach Kraft, and, and my – and, you know, I, I loved him. He, he just – he meant a lot to me. I can remember things he said. Coach Wilbur, my basketball coach. You know, those kind of coaches, uh, you just never forget them. But it's like that with the teachers. I mean, teachers – that's why it's such a great profession. I mean, you, you just remember how they made you feel, how, how they – you know, one of the things that impressed me the most about Joe was talking about his high school coach. And he said if that guy wouldn't have moved in and came his junior year, you know, because uh, Joe said, I never I never opened a book because I was always playing ball. Right. I mean, tell him about his baseball career. Well, he, And we yeah, never got to it on the show. He's a, coming back on. but Yeah, his senior year he was offered by the Cubs and offered $50,000, which is a lot of money, uh, especially in today's money. It'd probably be like a million now. And, uh, but anyway, he so that's what how good an athlete he was. But is but his, of course his dad and them want him to finish school and they want him to go to college, and uh, and he really wanted to go to Maryland. And then how he got to Alabama. I mean, it was just a great story. He talked about in the book, you know, and Snellenberger. I mean, from Alabama, Bear Bryant sent him down to Joe's home. They didn't know who he was, but he really sold them and his mom. And his mama went upstairs, packed his suitcase, and said, "Joe, I want you to go to Tuscaloosa with this man." That's incredible. And it, it, he didn't even call or anything back then. He just showed up at the house. He just showed up at the house, yeah. And, uh, the, and of course, the, the mother packed his bags while they kept talking, and then they flew out to Tuscaloosa and met Bear, and then, you know, the rest is history from there. And then another amazing thing about Joe Namath, who, who, who's coming back on in just a little bit. Uh, we've had him on for two segments. He's coming on the fourth segment. Is that Bear Bryant said this, he's the greatest athlete I ever coached. That's a pretty big statement for all the athletes that came through Alabama. 
when Joe well, he was a great athlete, and in playing basketball, matter of fact, that's when the when when Coach Bryant sent the first two coaches down there. That's where they really saw the talent. And when they got back a hold of Coach Bryant, and said, "Hey, we need to sign you know this, this guy. We need to get him down here." And that's when he sent Snellenberger down there to get him. Yes, you know. And then uh, going back to Ray, we're trying to get Ray on. We, we got a little connection problem. If we don't, we'll get him next week. But Ray Perkins, he lived in Hattiesburg a while, and he coached. Coached with me for a couple of years at PCS, then came over and coached yes. you at Oak Grove. Wasn't that some great times? What a special guy. What a special man. And, and like I said, all the great things. I Coach Perkins was one that w- was was tough. And, and he was one of my heroes, Coach, because, you know, he was he was receiver and a running back at Pedal. And, and uh, you know, I was receiver at Purvis. So when I came up, I saw what he – you know, you saw what he did and right there across the river at Pedal. And, and it was just – I mean, he's – and the things Coach Perkins has done is incredible. Once, I mean, as a player, he was an All-American team captain. Uh, won a couple national championships at Alabama. Was on the Super Bowl and, five yeah. team that won it with Baltimore. Yeah, absolutely, and with Unitas. And, and then, and then he becomes the head coach of Alabama, following the Bear. And what that has to be the hardest coaching job anybody's ever taken. Oh my goodness! Yes. I mean, you had to have tremendous confidence in yourself to follow Coach Paul Bear Bryant. And then he goes to the NFL uh, and has, you know, has a great career in the NFL. Yes, he does. I, and wins a Super Bowl there. Plays in two Super Bowls and wins one of them. And then as a coach, you know, the head coach of the Giants, head coach of Tampa Bay. Uh, matter of fact, he was uh, also an offensive coordinator when, the, uh, when New England went to the one-year run with uh, Belichick. Went, uh, right. No, I guess it was Parcells. Parcells. Was the head coach then but what New was England. amazing, he gave, he gave Belichick he, his first job. He sure did. He, he – uh, you know, he gave he gave him his first job with the, when he was with the Giants, special teams coach. He put him at special team coach, and and he also got helped Parcells get in the NFL. So, uh, you know, just the people's lives he's touched, and and it's amazing. I, I'm so proud of him. Well, you know, Ray Perkins, uh, you know, play you know from Pedal, Mississippi, plays in Alabama. Great story too. Can't go get into tonight, but unbelievable story of how he got to Alabama, and then you got Joe Namath. You know. Uh, two legends, and um, and both of them grew up tough, and just you know, and, and and just a great, not only work ethic growing up, but just uh, just just great people who love their family, and you know, just yeah. you know, and Joe Namath. I mean, think about it. Uh, I mean, he was this guy could run and jump. I mean, this guy could fly. And when he was in college, and then he had a he had a a horrible knee injury. Ended up having four surgeries and kept playing well, for thirteen another, years. That's another thing about his toughness. Yeah, he. He did. I mean, he he could barely walk, and and you know, in a couple of those games that he uh, that he starred in, right. and uh, just because of, you know, and it, and it took a long time on those knee injuries back in those days than it, than it does today, where you can, you know, come in and quick fix with some of them, and uh, so it, it was. Uh, that's another one of the toughness. When you talk about toughness, it's not only physical toughness, but it's that mental toughness. Exactly, and, and uh, you know, we could, you know, we needed a two-hour show for Joe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we we only scratch a service, and and look, he was so gracious. He said he'd come back on for us again sometime, and I mean that's really a nice gesture. He is, you really, know, really nice guy, very humble guy, and uh, you know, like you know, he, Joe's been knocked down a lot, but he always got back up, and and uh, you got to be proud of somebody like that. That's what you because we're all gonna get knocked down in life, and and uh, that's what athletics teaches you. You keep getting back up. You keep getting back up. You know, you know, you think about it. He's seventy-six years old. You know, it's time flies, and here he is still making a difference. You know, and he 
He won't tell us all the things he does behind the scenes to help people, but uh, that's who he is. That's who Coach Perkins is, too. We've seen that. Both of them. I I mean, both of them. Coach Perkins, it's amazing how – just how much he cares about people and loves people and wants to wants to give back. And I think uh, Joe Namath's the same way. You know, what was funny the last time we ate with Ray Perkins, you know, uh, I said, Coach, can I have your phone for like uh, 30 seconds? He said, what for? I said, I just want to get a couple numbers. <laughs> He's got every Hall of Famer <laughs> in his does. phone, you know. He said, no, I can't do that. Well, I, I, I I've been riding that. around with him before when, uh, you know, when Belichick, Text him or calls or something. So it's just, it's just different. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he gave us a number for Parcells. So we're going to try to get Bill Parcells, uh, uh, Super Super Bowl champion. You know, back on, uh, I'd say, you know, in two or three weeks, we'll have Bill Parcells. And uh, uh, it's it's just been fun doing this. You know, you know, well, some of the all time greats. You yeah, know? It and in between that, we've got all the area high school coaches, and and that and that's what I love is getting is you know in the football season talking to all the coaches and uh you know getting a chance to 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 honor them exactly we'll uh we'll have a lot of basketball coaches coming on down the stretch here uh we have mike leach coming on in the next uh two to three weeks we got lane kiffin coming on next two to three weeks so we're trying to get the best guys we can find uh that our our uh listeners love and um we're just gonna keep enjoying it but joe namath going back to joe you know in 69 when he made the comment we're going to win the game. I guarantee it. Nobody had been that brash before. No. And, you know, actually what was funny, and I read it in the book, where he said, you know, Weeb, Eubank, I mean, Coach Eubank never never really – Raised know, his voice at all. Raised his voice. And he said when – and uh, Joe says when he says shucks, that means something was bad. And, you know, that's what he said about – he said, shucks, Joe, I can't believe you – you said that, you know, you you know, uh, they're gonna have it all over the dressing room, all over, you know, she'll have that posted everywhere, and of course, and and Namath uh, turned around and said, "Well, coach, it's your fault." He said, "You're the one that told us we could beat them, and we were going to beat them." So I just told him what you've been saying. So you know, and then that was a great story. There's just so it many really, great stories in that, you know. You know, you think about it, you know, watching a game. You know, the only touchdown they scored, they made a lucky play to John Mackey. You remember, it bounced off a couple of people, and he caught it. Ended up 16-7, to seven, the final score in, in Super Bowl three, And, you know, what was amazing, Emerson Boozer, Matt Snell were the two running backs. And they, they controlled the game with the running game. You know what I'm saying? And then you had uh, Don, Don Maynard and George Sauer out wide. And I'm telling you, they, they were incredible receivers. Yeah, they were. It was, it was just a fun, it was a fun bunch to watch. You know, that old American Football League was kind of like college. Before you know, yeah, and back in those days, and they didn't believe, was, and they didn't believe the AFL could beat an NFL team that soon. No, no, and they they didn't, and I don't think anybody did, but they did, and uh, and after that, it was. Um, well, we got Joe Namath coming back on in the last set. We appreciate it. Stay with us now. We've got about a minute left. Um, do you know what? Uh, do you know how much uh, Baltimore was favored in that number that number three Super Bowl? Uh, eighteen. It was something like that. Eighteen yeah. and a half. Something. Yeah, like, I mean, it was yeah. amazing. You know, it was no way they thought the Jets were going to win it. No, because Baltimore was, matter of fact, had one of the, the greatest defenses. A lot of people think of all times that year. That that defense they had. And then you got, and then we we talk, you know, he talked about it. I'm glad we got Larry Grantham. He passed away two years ago. Larry Grantham was a great player at Crystal Springs. Went to Ole Miss. Was all SEC, all American, and then goes and uh, signs with the Titans before they were the Jets and has an unbelievable career, eight Pro Bowls for Larry Grantham. 
well, you know how many great players come out of the state of Mississippi, and that's what we say with the high school coaches around here and stuff. This is great football in South Mississippi. How about Walter Payton? How about Jerry Rice? How about Brett Favre? Brett Favre how about yeah. Ray Guy? Ray Guy, the best punter All ever. On the Hall of Fame. Hey, look, we'll be right back now. Stay with us. We got Joe Namath coming back on on Inside the Locker Room. We'll be right back. Tuned in to Inside the Locker Room on 97.3 and 99.3 Super Talk Mississippi. We're back on Welcome to Inside the Locker Room. Neville Barr, Joey Hawkins here, and we're with the great, the one, the, the one and only great quarterback in New York history, in my opinion, Joe Namath. Joe, finish up on Yogi Berra here. Well, uh, Yogi, uh, again, uh, very quickly, just one little case of being uh, – at a place with Yogi, we're in an elevator in Puerto Rico at a golf outing, and uh, it's the evening after we had played, and we're going down uh, downstairs to a reception, and uh, the elevator door opens, and a, and a lady got on there, and uh, she looked up at Yogi, and just the three of us on there, and Yogi had on this red sport coat and a white shirt, and he was he was he was just beautiful i mean he was just shining and she said my yogi you look great tonight and yogi looked right at her and he said you don't look so good yourself <laughs> i you know oh, yeah. he had a way about that oh, yeah, I know we're running short and i i don't want to stop here without telling you about the guys you know some of the guys and i'm going to start with ray perkins right. when you talked about the uh, we talked about mean guys, tough guys. Raymond had that side of him, too, out there Indeed. in that ball field. Indeed. Boy, he was a player, as you guys are well aware, he became did. a heck of a coach. And because of Raymond being the head coach at the New York Giants, uh, I had to start pulling for the Giants when I was a Jet. <laughs> That's, you know, in my Jet oh, background. But Raymond and I, uh, we love one another. Anybody that's been with Coach Bryant endured uh, – develop a great relationship. And I, I don't know what part of Mississippi, uh, I, Jackie Sherrill, I believe, was from there. Yeah, he uh, still Vernon lives here. Stutt- he still lives here. Vernon started, you know, Vernon started playing. We played together with the Jets, man, and so oh, many yeah. guys, Lawrence Pillars, Dallas Howe, you know. Yes. Uh, former teammates from right. Mississippi, well, man. And, and I just want to yell out at them. Yeah, and then, yeah Paul Crane. Paul Crane, who played at Alabama, no lives in Mobile. Coach Perkins took me to meet him. Great guy, too. Played with the Jets with you, too, didn't he? And Alabama. With Paul, of course, yeah. Paul was just one year behind me, I believe, and uh, – uh, I can remember, I'm not going to tell the story because Paul might not appreciate it at this time, but when he was a rookie, I took he and one of our defensive backs down to Tijuana from San Diego. And uh, Paul must have bought more merchandise down there. He, he probably broke a record buying <laughs> carpets and paintings and pictures and all that stuff from Tijuana. Uh, Paul was a, He was like a Larry Grantham when it came yeah. to size. 
Right. And uh, his demeanor, his intelligence for the game. Uh, yeah. He had a motor, was, too. They had a motor, too, yeah. both of them. You such, know. A yeah. nice, such a nice guy, too. I mean, a great guy. You, uh, they don't make him any better than Paul. Paul is wonderful. Let me ask you this real quick, Joe. I've got two questions for you to end it. we we got about three minutes here. Uh, what What is your typical day now? I mean, you know, you, you, you're uh, – Semi-retired, you're still doing a lot of stuff. I mean, you're doing stuff all the time. What is a typical day for you? Well, a typical day uh, recently here is taking my nine-year-old uh, to school in the morning uh, for the last uh, few years and picking her up in the afternoon. Here, oh, in, wow. uh, here at home where I live in southeast Florida, uh, I, I don't do a lot of professional work around here, so I'm not locked into the clock. And uh, I'm able to visit with her and my uh, grandson, uh, John John. Uh, and if, if there's some hours in between, uh, and there are, I, I used to play golf a lot, uh, but uh, I just had my left hip replaced uh, a week ago uh, this past Monday. And uh, now, I'm, you know, I'll get back to it. I'm watching two guys uh, going by in a little... Uh, <laughs> 12-foot boat now, one's on the bow, one's on the stern. they got electric motor. they got those rods in their hands, man. Oh, no, there's another 24-footer, a 32-footer. <laughs> I live right on a river here. Oh, isn't that nice? And uh, the dock, and we do some fishing, man. Uh, as the crow flies, the ocean is about maybe uh, a mile and a half or two miles from here. So wow. right. Well, Joe Namath here. And look, Joe, i got to ask you, it's looking back over your life, you know, all – I mean, one of the – storied athletes, uh, you know, ever to play. Uh, what What is the thing you're most proud of? Proud? Yeah, pride's always been a word that's clumsy. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it started early on hearing it uh, used in a way that it's not right. I'm lucky. Yes. You know, we know that you guys are coaches. It's not about us individuals without right. the rest of the team. You know, we all have responsibilities as individuals, and that's if it. we don't own up, we're maybe letting somebody down or we don't belong there. I have been the luckiest guy with the people that I've met in my life. And when it comes to sports, you know, being able to, to have a, a group of guys in high school to win a championship and in college and in pro ball, yes. uh, I, I don't know what the – I'm, I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it. <laughs> we did it, you know. That's what I say. I talk in the book uh, here, you know – the, the championship game, football, Super Bowl these days, well, that's a big game. It's a big game of all his life, man, and life is a team effort. That, that's, that's, I love that, Joe. I love that. Oh, it is. It's us know, together. The quote you have, one, it's, it's not how many times you get knocked down, but that you always get back up. And, and Joe, uh, you've been blessed. Keep blessing other people, and thank you so much for what, coming on the what show. What an honor, Joe. Boy, this has been a great show. Joe Namath, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joey Neville. Joe Namath right there on well, Inside the Locker dance. Room. What a, right. what a great show tonight. And, uh, hey, catch us each week on 97.3, 99.3, and supertalkhattiesburg.com. Good night. They keep things alive. Everybody.